This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Bohemia, everybody. Bohemia! I'm your dungeon master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Hard one, sure foot. Emily Axford. Swapping acid for something more flaccid. Calliope <laughs> Petrico. Oh, wow. Shit, that's good. <laughs> that's really fucking good. I oh, appreciate thank you. That. I had another one I was going to do, and I changed it at the last <laughs> minute. Well, thank God. I was going to say Potion Deceiver and Fae Music Weaver. That's pretty good. Ooh. But I feel like we Bring haven't really talked one. about Bring back the how one. in my head Calliope has a bunch of folk music, Fae folk yes, music yes, that yes, she yes, knows. Of course. But that hasn't really come up, so. Yeah. I just appreciate going for flaccid over placid because like both would have worked, but flaccid is, you know, the better word, obviously. I want to make the listeners uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> yes. Strangely, yes. when you do that, it makes me erect. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we have the erect man himself, Caldwell Tanner. <laughs> Let's hear it, boner boy. What do you got? <laughs> Oh. Can you hear the boner in Can his you voice? hear boner boy? <laughs> Can you hear boing, 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 boing. It's not just my boner. It's every part of me is erect. I'm like a tree. Careful, dude. You're going to knock over your mic. <laughs> I'm a tree and I'm ready to bloom. Oh, drinking a wine, but I'm feeling just fine. It's all buffo. What the fuck oh. is that voice? Oh, no. We are, we are drinking yeah, wine. He's doing his deep uh, voice. Doing that my he deep was voice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I got you, Caldwell. Okay. I yeah. got you. Yeah, no, that was cool. Don't give me that what the fuck, man. We <laughs> all forgot when we started talking about boners was the thing. All right. Uh, and with that, let's go ahead and do a little recap. So last time, we began with Calder and Jaina inside the demi-planar prison of Ultras' helm. As they made progress towards escape, they were suddenly thwarted by a group of strange Goliath cultists mm. reinforcing the arcane walls. Calder clocked a symbol of a knife through an eye on their cloaks and strange pendants that looked like bone. Meanwhile, the rest of you were led by a Goliath in similar garb named Lazar, who took you to the giant king's castle for a victory feast. Once there, you were grabbed by Morrigan, King Ektar's half-sister, 
who threatened you publicly, <laughs> then privately warned you that Ektar's men would try to hurt you if they could. And also, maybe what else did bit Callie. <laughs> For sure, did not bite. See, I Callie. can't remember because <laughs> the lot. I'm has gaslit herself. <laughs> gaslit me. She's gaslit into the audience into thinking that maybe I don't see a mark, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. <laughs> maybe my cool Lord Commander Knight bit her. <laughs> it started out like I was trying to help with the deceit, but I right. just got really sweaty. You got. Up you were right up in her face. You don't. You could have gotten bit. At this point, it's kind of hazy. You don't remember. You had a long day. Anyway, you were brought to a guest room, and there, Hard One recognized the symbol on Lazar's cloak, the symbol of Groomsh, the war god currently terrorizing his friends, and the god who gave Ultras his power. After a short rest, you headed to the victory banquet. During the feast, you sent Mauser to spy on King Ekdar and witnessed an exchange, an alchemist handing a vial of bubbling liquid to one of the Goliath cultists. Mm. Callie was able to use her unseen serpent to pickpocket the cultist, only to discover that the vial was full of acid. With the help of Winch and a clever plan from Saul, you replaced the acid with food coloring and returned it to the oblivious cultist. Something more flaccid indeed. Yeah. <laughs> from acid to flaccid. Acid to in flaccid. just two weeks. Fellas, I can't get any harder. <laughs> two weeks? It's my new workout program. What the hell? Yeah. You'll what? only have a painful erection for two weeks and then it will subside. All right. Uh, just then, your new friend, Darriston Chortum, began choking, and Callie managed to heal him, <laughs> but not before the attempted poisoning started a small kerfuffle. During the commotion, the cultist you pickpocketed rushed off into the hall, so Callie and Hard One followed. Once alone, the cultist attempted to throw acid on your armor, but instead splashed you with flaccid liquid. <laughs> Hard One pretended to be burning, and the cultist offered a necklace with with Ultras's power to protect him. As the cultist removed the necklace himself, he melted away from the intense heat. Callie then in inspected the pendant and realized that it was a piece of Ultras's helm. After casting Detect Thoughts on it, she was briefly able to speak with Jaina and Calder in the demiplane. Callie learned that Ultras's helm had been decentralized, allowing the strange Goliath mages to aid Ultras in keeping the arcane barriers up. It would seem that the cultist's necklace gambit was an attempt to get you to wear another cursed item from Ultras so he could control you. Mm. Unsuccessful, Lazar mm. attempted to keep you at the castle, but Morrigan allowed you to go free, even though she canonically bit you, we've decided. <laughs> <laughs> she probably felt bad. She probably felt like bad. The from feelings of being really rebuffed by her are right. strong. Mm. It must have happened. Uh, as you left, you were approached on the other side of the castle fence by a guard who wished you luck before taking on a familiar chilly gaze and hitting you with some threatening words, revealing himself to be Ultras in disguise or perhaps having possessed the guard. Uh, the guard then walked away and that's where we are now. So you see this mysterious guard disappears back behind uh, the castle walls. You see the other guards closing the gate, just kind of shrug and <laughs> ignore him uh, and keep closing it. Do you know these guys? <laughs> uh, you guys are out here with um, Winch and Kenna, presumably walking back to Winch's place. You have this strange necklace from the Groomsh cultists that uh, seems to be connected to Ultras's helm. Okay. And Kenna goes, Whoa, wait, so, so General Broadsbeard is in that necklace? She's in, if we collect all the necklaces, put them together, that would be where she's from. Okay. Don't put it on, though. Yeah, uh, yeah you see uh, Kenna looks at it, tempted. <laughs> Kenna, I'm not gonna put it on. Kenna, look at me right now. Yes. 
Can you make a promise? Can you swear on the honour of Jaina Bronzebeard that you will not put this on? No. You can? No. You have to watch what do we have me. To you have do? to watch me. All right, everyone, we've got to watch Kenna. All right. We're on Kenna Watch. Okay. Such an honest squire. Okay. <laughs> I'm wondering, are they going to be expecting us to go back to Winch's place? Are they going to try more shenanigans there? I'm wondering um, if we should try and crash at Darriston's house. <laughs> oh, wow. He does have new new hedges, we I could, believe. We could yeah, go to pri- Darriston's privacy. house. I don't know if we wanted to use any of my equipment or yeah. anything to identify anything. See, here's the thing. If they burn down my house or something, that's, that's pretty unsubtle. A little yeah. more public. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have a question. I kind of want to meet up with Morrigan tonight. Does anyone else feel that itch? Hmm. Oh. Like, it's think... the itch from the bite that you got? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have a on. bad rash from it. <laughs> but I'm also sort of like, I don't know, like security. Basically, if things go wrong, we can ask Morrigan how we can help her if we lose. How we can help set her up to win and maybe tell her that people are trapped in this helm. And maybe she already knows, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, she's like the closest in we have at the castle, so I think that we should try and shore that up, definitely. I think I can try to get a message off to her or something. Yeah. What do you think, Hot One? Yeah. If we can if we can invite her back to, to Winch's place, maybe that's neutral ground and we can all have a conversation out in the open instead of whispering and biting each other <laughs> in the Great Hall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just to be clear, she did bite you. <laughs> That's one of the things we're going to hash out at your house, Witch. Uh-huh. I might need her to weigh in on whether or not she bit me because my acting is getting to me. Okay, yeah. Uh, did you want me to check on the necklace and uh, see if I can find anything more about it? Yeah. yeah absolutely. I yeah. think understanding if we need to get all these necklaces together or if we can, you know, use just one or I don't know, anything you can discover. Great. Yeah. You see, um, Winch uh, grabs it. Looks at the symbol on it, uh, sees the eye of Groomsh, like this knife through the eye. And you see Winch as an archivist, as you guys get back to his kind of messy laboratory, he has stacks and stacks of books that he's converting over to Magitech. You see he walks over to a mess of books and much in the way that like people know their own clutter is able to find what he's looking for in there. And he goes, okay, let's see if we can't find some information about the guys who made these necklaces. Sounds good. Saul hides a Jessica Alba cover magazine that he sees on the ground so that Harbin doesn't see it. What was that? <laughs> Saul, what was that? <laughs> I don't recall having that. That's crazy. Did you guys bring that? It's not from Sin City, is it? She's so fucking hot in that. <laughs> If it's, if it's the May issue, it might have fallen out of my pack. The May issue of what? <laughs> the May issue of Maxim Magazine, Winch. And I believe yeah. you were inspecting a necklace. The May issue of Maxim Magazine when like, she is advertising you know. in City. Winch, what are you thinking? It's a giant size edition. I, that's life size the hard one. This is not mine. <laughs> I did not put this in my lab. You brought this here. You brought this here, Saul Buffo. <laughs> Why did you hide this and put yeah. it out? I don't know. And actually, Saul, if you if you brought that here, then you you rummaged it out of my pack, and I'm wondering why you did that. <laughs> I don't know. Callie's been gaslighting herself. I guess I'm gaslighting myself for reasons unknown. Uh, yeah, you see, Saul has a, a two. What do you what that movie have come out? <laughs> oh, no. That's a, a 2005 maybe copy of yeah. uh, of Maxim of Jessica Alba. In Advertising Sin City. Sin City. Yeah. 
Yes, right. black and white. Return it to my traveler pack, I beg. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you see, uh, he, he takes uh, a few of these books and he places them in a machine that almost looks like an oven. It has like a little uh, hatch that opens up and closes and you see a wind effect begins blowing through the pages as a blue light uh, appears to scan them. And as it does, you see page after page uploading in uh, the system that he has here, like all these projections. And you see he goes over and he starts typing and he goes, followers of Grumsh. Magic users, Goliaths. And you see it flicks through uh, a bunch of pages, uh, a bunch of information before locking in on an entry. You hear an AI voice from inside the um, Magitech go, Order of the Runny Eye. What's her name? Um, the AI <laughs> that just talked to you. Because it, it's is, not Alexandrite. This is just my system. We could make it sound like Alexandrite if you want. Or... Well, do, but what, what is it to you, the voice that just spoke? You've not given it a name? Just computer lady. <laughs> <laughs> computer. First name computer, last name lady. I Very really nice. like it. I am computer lady. <laughs> Welcome back, wench. I curtsy <laughs> deeply for computer lady. <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Lady. My name is Hard One Shortfoot. <laughs> Please, Mrs. Lady is my mother's name. Wench, he gave this thing a sense of humor. I've never mother? heard her I've never heard her be this flirty. Hard <laughs> <Damn>. one. <laughs> You have I must, places I must to have pee, it this but... week. I mean, <laughs> this week? Why? What else happened? <laughs> oh, there was, there was a gnome. There was, okay. yeah. Not just any gnome. <laughs> you uh, hear um, Computer Lady brings up uh, uh, this entry on these Goliath mages, the Order of the Runny Eye. And you hear she dictates and goes, Grumsh is a god of war who detests physical weakness and thus rarely shines favor on magic users. However, the Order of the Runny Eye is an exception. With a distinct size disadvantage to the conquering frost giants of the frigid north, these Goliaths learned magic with the intent of making themselves indispensable to their giant cousins. Careful not to steal the glory of their physical betters, the Order of the Runny Eye focused their talents on enhancing the powers of the giants they fought alongside and trapping their enemies. They are warlocks, blood hunters, and talented arcane jailers. Interesting. The Order of the Runny Eye is notable for its connection to the Conqueror Ultras during the war between humanoids and giants some 250 years ago on mainland Bohemia. The Order of the Runny Eye was said to have designed a helm for him that would allow him to draw power from the beings that he was able to trap inside. Ironically, he was imprisoned in that very same helm by Green Knights of Galateron during the war. The helm was presumed lost when the city of Galateron was destroyed during the Alas Cataclysm. Huh. So... Trapping people in a helm isn't just something that happened to Calder. That's like the intended purpose of the helm. I think it's like, I mean, I'm kind of hoping that this has just officially broken it because I feel like we should get a new hat for Calder. <laughs> we gotta go to the small hattery out. in Hillholm anyway, so we can pick up a hat there if not sooner. Yeah. Can I be selfish and ask Computer Lady something? Hello. Do you want the room? Hi. Can you look up Followers of Groomsh, Feywild. Searching, searching, one result. Ariox of the Winter Eladrin. Though not a follower of Groomsh himself, did unite followers of Groomsh and Kord to battle the dragon armies of early Bohemia. Did he follow any god? 
Search results inconclusive. Interesting. And um, and can you look up uh, Christina Aguilera Maxim? <laughs> Uh, February 2002. <laughs> searching, searching. That does not exist in our world. I think the subtitle was Genie. <laughs> Hardwin starts banging on a keyboard. <laughs> oh, should we, we should probably scan in the Albas then so you have access to <laughs> Right. Well, maybe not the Maxims, but maybe we should look to scan like the Netflix. Well, you, don't want, like you don't want the history I of I don't know who Jessica Alba is. <laughs> this is culture. She's... <laughs> Can we can we tell how many how many necklaces uh, are out there from from this one piece? Do we know you know the roughly the size of of the helm? Yeah. Uh, you see, these these necklaces are new, so the the computer and the archives mm-hmm. don't have anything in here. But Winch goes, as far as the necklace, I'm pretty good at identifying items, mm. but I think I know someone who has even better resources. Okay. V. Can we go to them? Is it Morrigan? Uh, no. Uh, okay. You see, he opens up uh, his channel with the boy Wizard, <gasps> who has oh. finally responded uh, to your request from a couple nights ago. And you see there is a message in all caps because you wrote in your code name as Saul Buffo. <laughs> you see uh, a message that says, Saul, by God, open your comms when you get the chance. Oh my gosh, is, is this active? Can we open them? Yeah. Uh, you see, uh, Winch flicks a few switches on a circular device that sits on his desk, and a moment later, you see a hologram of Albin appears out of it in his uh, poorly fitting uh, wizard robe uh, and circular glasses. To hide his bald spot, it looks like he's been trying on a newsboy cap. <laughs> Frog pal! <gasps> Albie! Calliope! Yeah, Calder, you Albie. look so different. That okay? I, uh, gonna catch you up. That's mm, that's our friend Hard One. Okay, okay. Yes, the Hard One. Hard One Shorefoot. Yeah, pretty freaking sweet. Yeah. huh? that's so cool. Nice. Oh, Mr. Hard One. Yes. I've I've learned about you at school. T- uh, tell me all you know about um divine hearts and the deep lore of the astral plane. Um, of course. Uh, do you think we have time for for me to tell you all of my knowledge? I suppose we don't. I you know, Hardwood. I hate to interrupt you, but he actually just walked us through that. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. so he might be a bit fatigued, okay, unless yeah. you want to, Hard One. No, I've I've <laughs> I've said everything I possibly could. I feel like I was honestly I was overly verbose about the astral plane. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of went on and on and okay, on and on yes. and on. Yes, yes. I have to shut myself up sometimes. I talk, 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 because I don't know how much I know. It's like if you get him started, it's like hitting over like a domino of bookshelves with right, just books right. spilling everywhere. Yes. I actually, I think I might just need to recharge with a, with a magazine or something. Okay. I'm going to sit down. What? Magazine? <laughs> yes, it's like a divine heart, but in, a, in book form. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> So, yes. Okay. We'll be sure to get you one. Um, By the way, that hat is amazing. I think it would actually look great on Calder too. We're in the market for a new hat for him. Yeah. If anything cool and arcane shows up in Esri, that's not absolutely corrupted by a technology or deific okay. giant. Yes, of course. Yes, I I don't have context for that, but I I, <laughs> I understand. And uh, I, I want to ask what on earth you're doing in Moscurial, but if you're there, I, I know you're busy, so I, I, I don't want to waste your time. How, how, how can I be of, of help? Well, okay. I catch him up on the whole situation with Calder okay. and Ultras and the helm. Got it. Uh, I explain that it's been broken up into these little like antler shards. Mm-hmm. I think there's a chance maybe they're like doing some sort of ritual spell to strengthen the arcane barrier. Is there any way you can take a look at this remotely? Yes, uh, I send it along. Uh, you see Winch places the necklace into the Magitek hatch 
And a moment later, you see a flash before it appears in Albin's hand. You see Albin cast his own spell on it and then begins scrolling through uh, projections of information on his side, casting essentially like a, a deep identify spell uh, that gives even more lore than kind of you would normally get. And he goes, okay, well, uh, I'm glad none of you put this on. Uh, this is a cursed item. It shields the wearer from taking fire damage, but at the cost of being linked to the necklace. So once you put it on, you can't take it off. You hear that, Kenna? Yeah, Kenna. <laughs> take note. Okay, but why would you want to take it off? Because General Bronzebeard is in there. We'll get you a cool necklace, Kenna, okay? We'll go shopping. It's not about the necklace. It's about the mentor that's inside the necklace. <laughs> How so, many times have I said that too true, Kenna? do I need to tell <laughs> you? Her words. <laughs> Um, yeah, you see, uh, Kenna just keeps looking at it, and uh, Albin continues and goes, "It uh, like like you were telling me, it draws power from another greater cursed item, the Helm of Ultras, and can transport the wearer to the same demiplanar prison that's in the helm. The thing that's different about the necklace than the sort of core magic item, Ultras's helm, is that with this, if the wearer shows divine power emanating from a pact uh, with Groomsh." They are transported to the other side of the arcane prison where they are free to leave. So essentially, it seems like these cultists that you're talking about can use this to move freely within the demiplanar prison and w would be able to strengthen walls or, or cast spells in there. Do you think they could like take us with them? Or if we like got transported with them, would we just go right into the barrier? Typically... Because you don't show divine power as being blessed by Groomsh, you would just be prisoners. But I would bet if I spent the night working on this thing, I could probably hack it to make it look like whoever is casting it, uh, its powers emanate from Groomsh, regardless of wherever your actual arcane power comes from. I could probably get you this by, by, by early tomorrow. All right. Wow. Would it be safe to put on then? Yeah, I, I could make it safe to put on. Okay. Yeah. Well, as safe as it would be for you to be in that plane, if there are cultists that also have the necklace and that are also in there, there's a chance that there's like seven or eight other dudes that'll just kick your ass as soon as you right. appear on the other okay. side. So we we need more of these then, so we can all go in the there. More, the more necklaces that we have, that means there's less cultists strengthening and reinforcing the barrier too. Yeah. Uh, you see, Albin uh, shrugs his shoulders. If you think you can get more. What would happen if all of them shouted? Would it be like the closing of a door or would anything in there get spit out? The helm will remain a demi-planar prison. Hmm. These are bits of the helm that allow followers of Groomsh to go to the demi-planar prison to help strengthen the arcane walls there. So is there a chance that the rest of the helm, the non-antlered parts of it, is on Ultras' head somewhere right now? Uh, you see he looks at it this is the, the tiniest part of a helm I've ever seen. Like, it's just a, the teeniest little pendant. Right. If he's a giant with horns on his helm, these are shavings. Oh, okay. I see. Okay. So we can make a lot of these acolytes. There could okay, be, there so could be dozens. Okay, so he's still... I was trying to understand the nature of this, but that makes right. sense. So Ultras, Ultras still has his helm, and, and these are just small, small little... Pendants for the acolytes, and yeah. they'll probably the way, still be. The way be... that if you to to kind of explain this out of character, mm -hmm. the way that you might, when you're making a teleportation circle or something like that, need to really know where you're going. Like you might have dirt from uh, mm. the other side of the world, where um, it, it makes it easier for you to tie yourself 
there or mm -hmm. like using part of a certain land or some kind of consecrated area for a mm -hmm. ritual. That is what this is. Yeah. That allows Ultras' followers slash Grooms' followers to freely get themselves to this demiplanar prison, presumably because Jaina and Calder were going to break out on their own. Yeah. Okay. 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 So it seems like the plan has got to be to either distract some of the, the cultists, try and like separate them from their tasks, maybe take them out one by one as best we can. Just like try and like limit the amount that are conducting this ritual, right? Yeah, I wonder about that. I mean, I'm really spent for the night, so I won't be much help if we try and take out a couple tonight. But I know that both of you are totally fine and back to normal. We've got our hands full because we're also going to have to fight tomorrow. Yeah. <sighs> maybe the best thing that we can do is just fight and and win when we battle Ultras tomorrow. Yeah. Because if we can beat Ultras, then these mages, they'll be irrelevant. Yeah. Sounds good. Beat Ultras, beat the cultists. It rhymes, so it has, it has to be true. It's got to be true. It true almost rhymes. Then. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's a slant rhyme. You have poetic license. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, Winch, is there any way you can like include this in the message to Morgan as well? Uh, I, I can get along to Morgan and maybe she could help from her side trying to investigate these cultists or, or take out a few of them. Yeah, it's whatever you think. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. And you hear Albin chime in and go, and I do have something else you may want to pass along to any allies in Malskiriel, but I... I know you're busy, and I, I I don't want to cause any more trouble. No, 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 no. You, you helped okay, us so much. Okay, that's sure. fine. Thank yeah. you so much. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Just <right>. kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> dial it back. Dial it back. We were able to do an extensive scan of the footage that you sent us, Winch, from the ocean floor around the mothership submersible, and we believe we may have located Alexandrite. Uh, you see... He manipulates a floating interface that pulls up probe footage on Winch's equipment, essentially like sharing it with you guys. And you see a floating underwater shot of the giant mothership sub covered in windows and arcane shields, lights on inside and little silhouettes of all the many employees. And suddenly, uh, as he fast forwards through all this footage and everything, you see a blurry metallic object fires and connects to the sub. And Albin goes there. Whatever this is, it, it connected to the mothership servers on board, and according to our records, it set off an alert that they'd been breached, but it was quickly resolved, and we think it was the AI covering its own tracks. Yeah, huh. I would bet that is the Alexandrite at the bottom of the ocean. Right, so it, it doesn't look like the full sort of Alexandrite that you saw, but a, a piece of her. So then we, we, we caught this piece of footage, this strange thing, and then nothing happens, or so it would appear. Mm -hmm. Alexandrite could have taken over the sub's controls in, very quickly, but she didn't because she wasn't targeting the equipment. She was targeting the people inside. Um, you see... The image zooms in to show silhouettes of the different employees around the mothership sub uh, with like statistical readouts of like how many people are in each room, literally like health readings on the different people. Mm -hmm. And he goes, we know that Alexandrite can quickly take over a host body like she did with Beatrix, mm -hmm. but doing it on a large scale seems to take a lot longer because she's been targeting the transporters. You see... He zooms in 
on the transporters on board, and you see the outline of an employee being teleported into the office. As the employee enters via transporter, their body is rapidly rebuilt on a cellular level. Alexandrite has been slowly replacing those cells with her own, replicating human function, and presumably learning how to control them from afar. Every time someone uses the transporter, she does a little bit more. What happens to the people that were trying to transport that get replaced by Alexandrite? Where does their matter go? It, it disappears. Oh, this is a nightmare. So, yes, yes, yes. So, so she's just creating sleeper cell after sleeper cell. Exactly. So we don't know exactly what she's going to do. To put it into perspective, your average A-class synth eldritch knight with magitech enhancements reads as about 10% synthetic and 90% biological. Mm-hmm. The employees aboard the mothership submersible are around 60-40 in favor of synthetic. I don't know if she's waiting to get to 100%. Uh, when everyone on board is just essentially cybernetic clones, or if she's just waiting for the right moment, but we don't know what she's planning or when she's going to finally flip the switch. But every second that passes, she grows stronger. Right. Is there anything we can do to take out those transporters? That seems to be how she's, like, converting people, right? Uh, we, We can try on our end, and we have been. We literally just discovered this just now, just last night. Mm. Uh, so we can do as much as we can to try to disarm them, or at the very least, maybe we can do some kind of hack so that they'll be on high alert so that they, they can check for other breaches and whatnot. But this is something that I think is going to come to a head at, at some point. All right, yeah. I so. mean, yeah, I guess keep keep figuring out what you need, and yeah. if, if you need us to go... To this mothership submarine. Right, yes. I I, I don't we mean to bring this that. up on like an inconvenient time, but this is all taking place in the ocean on the other side of the Iron Deep Mountain. So it's a threat to that whole side of the world. Giants, yeah. dwarves, everyone needs to be warned. Yeah, thanks for keeping us posted. Okay, yeah, we, we will. I mean, is there anyone that we shouldn't warn? Like, I mean, should the Bronzebeards know about this? If the bron- Obviously, I, I'm not talking about Jaina. I'm talking about the rest of the Bronzebeards. The Bronzebeards of Mothership West are likely, unbeknownst to them, mostly Alexandrite at this point. Well, this is like a existential threat, so I feel like we should tell anyone and everyone about okay. it. Okay, yeah. But maybe maybe not, because we don't want them to know that we know. But anyone we trust, we should tell. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Because like, we don't want to say this in front of someone that is Alexandrite, right? The people whose bodies have already been unknowingly taken over by Alexandrite are mm-hmm. already effectively dead. She right. could kill them any moment. Yeah. Right, but I mean, I guess I'm just trying to ask you, like, who should we avoid telling this to? Anyone who works for Mothership. Okay, thank you. Yeah. This is classic Star Trek philosophical body horror. Cool. When you teleport, your body is destroyed and replaced. It's bad news. Yeah. Is there any test we can do to know if somebody is compromised? Yes, we can. Uh, certain. I mean, we have equipment here that we're able to like run scans. Them. No. Okay. Don't lick people, Saul. He was. He was saying the word equipment. Yes, equipment. <laughs> equipment. Equipment. Okay, yes. but could you come up with like something that you put at the tip of your tongue so that if you lick people, right? Yeah. 
then you'll find out if they are. What if I made the thing is he's going to lick people regardless of what you yeah, think. What if yeah, that's we what don't... I'm saying. So we do need to follow this it's line. It's not of going reason. to like draw that much right? attention. Yeah, it just it's like it's it the most like natural thing he can do. The licking thing is going to happen whether we like it or not. It's it's <laughs> right. going to happen. So let's like, try and okay. Fight, I was going to say maybe like some type of sunglasses or something. <laughs> let's work backward from okay. assuming okay. that we need to lick somebody. I just feel like <laughs> it's going to start a fight. Everyone you speak to, but I. Could do. I had started making like a sort of glasses type situation, but we can. We'll do a tongue sock. Yeah, like a tongue t- sock. Yeah. That's pretty smart. Like a yeah. tongue. Like con- a tongue. A tongue. The thing con- is, like, oh, I could be like, oh, got it. There was a fly on you, and I, I got it off with my tongue. Seems very specific. I just feel like yes, we, we might lose the sunglasses, but I can guarantee Saul is going to lick gonna something everywhere we are. The tongue sock. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yes. Well, it could you be know, like I, a tongue ring. I used to make better. toilet paper before, so why would I make? these cool goggles <laughs> you see yes <laughs> he has like uh, actually really awesome actually i want steampunk one i goggles. want one wait no, i want one i'll send you guys along with the necklace i'll send you guys tongue condoms i think it's important to ap test is all i'm saying all right yes okay well i will be trying these on you <laughs> see with his newsboy cap he puts on steampunk goggles oh actually oh holy shit that's okay. really working for you you can see that is in fact not working for him you, you're looking good, by the way. Have you been like working out, exercising? Um, I got a hat. I got a new hat. I don't know if you've noticed. Really, you know, it's pulling its weight. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, thought I'd try it on, become uh, sort of a, a news cap guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, you're even kind of you're you're balding a little bit under the hat brim. Are yeah. you sure you're not Calder Kilday? Because you're very caustic and rude. Another thing about the divine heart. Oh, you're fading out. Hard one starts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. the TV. Anyway. Anyway, um, good luck, frog pal. Stay safe. Uh, and if you get Calder back, just tell him a simple thank you note for all my help will suffice. Anytime, Albie. Um, give Grim and Darg and uh, Mod Goblin our best, too. Will do. Okay. Uh, you see, uh, goes to hug you, but it's a hologram. <laughs> right. Holograms. Oh, classic. Still feels good. Yeah. <laughs> do you want me to stand in the hologram and like mirror You can like Albie. press the digitation. Like, oh, you know, that's so perfect. Yes. Albie. Yeah, so I'll, yeah. Yes. There. Oh, yeah, there it That's is. Nice okay, that's mm-hmm. good. Deodorant that wears off a little too quickly. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Wait, me? <laughs> you, Goodbye, have to t- you have to tell your friend if their deodorant doesn't work. My God, man. Yeah, he I'm just trying did. to redo myself did. over here. <laughs> yeah, it told me in a weird way. Yeah. He, told, he told all of us at the same time, but technically was telling you. In the also. absence of Calder, everyone's getting a little Caldery. I'll just say. Everyone's a little snippy. Everyone's a little making fun of the boy wizard over here. Let's not forget. I wonder if it's not Calder and if it's you at that point. <laughs> Hard one. We're sure, we're sure this isn't Calder. I was just saying. All right. I um, feel like Albie, I'm, being I'm so sorry everyone's being so mean to you. I actually really do want a pair of sunglasses. All right. I'll send you sunglasses and then one tongue condom. One Thank tongue condom, you. yeah. Excellent. All right. Thank Until you so next time. Much. Uh, you see, uh, he takes way too long to um, take down the projection. Like, he, you see, he presses a button. We're still like, here. We're still done. on. You're um, still sits live. down. He, has, he still takes live. headphones off and then just uh, takes his shirt off and, and starts eating, like, a huge meatball Albie, sub. Albie, and the meatballs, Albie, the meatballs Albie, keep falling out into his lap. Ah, uh, uh, my nude legs. Guys. Uh, uh, it hurts. Okay. My legs with guys, meatballs falling them. You have to admit that removing the shirt is a pro move. <laughs> That's actually it's better than a napkin. Uh, yeah, you see, Winch goes, I don't know how to turn it off. 
from my end. He just he hasn't opened up. Uh, I guess let's just channel. leave his night on in the background. Yeah, in his underwear, eating a meatball sub and goes to work and doesn't know it's on. I realized I forgot to tell him about the whole clone thing, but he looks so peaceful now. I don't want to interrupt him. <laughs> Oh, meatball. I guess I'll send him a text. <laughs> you see, he goes, oh, shit, no way. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a privilege to see someone react to your text message. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, he verbally responded but didn't type anything. Gonna, Look I'm at gonna, that. I'm going to ask him, are you eating okay over there? Uh, he gives you the thumbs up emoji. <laughs> but he gives the, the heart emoji to the you're a clone thing. His hands are clearly full. That's, that's all it is. It's, you know, it's good to see someone thriving without you, but also a little hard. He's really in his element. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, he's kicking ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got a new hat and it's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to text him a picture of Robert Downey Jr. and be like, I think you could pull this off. I've circled the goatee. Yeah. You see, he looks at it and he nods. Uh, and then you see he takes the hat off and accidentally drops his whole meatball sub in the hat. Oh, tragic. Oh, what? No. Ah, tragic. See, God, if I was there, I could have quickly reacted to that. Uh, and then he just begins scooping the meatballs out of the hat oh, and eating it like it, it's a bowl. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, he, he's pulling the little <laughs> threads out like they're hairs. Like a bread don't do bowl. it. Okay. Don't do it, sir. I've never met this guy before. I thought he was super smart. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of those people who's really smart at certain things mm-hmm. and then just really lets himself go in other right. ways. Right. Interesting. You know? Okay. Uh, yeah, you see, uh, closes up the channel. Albin has the necklace for the night. Uh, and Winch um, kind of gathers up a bunch of evidence of this mothership stuff. Um, in addition to stuff about the Order of the Runny Eye and goes, I can, um, I guess, go off and maybe send Mauser in and try to get this stuff to Morgan. Yeah, do you yeah. think that's wise? I think it makes sense to to let Morgan know that their, their castle's being overrun by cultists and service of... Groomsh and mm-hmm. Ultras. Yeah. It seems like something she'd want to deal with. <gasps> I know. Computer Lady. <laughs> oh, sorry. I forgot my name was Computer Lady. <laughs> First name Computer, last name Lady. Um, Middle name Janice? <laughs> look up Whoa. followers of Cord and hmm. see if maybe Morrigan is a follower of Cord. Searching, searching. Lord Commander Morrigan of the Crimson Knights from House Musbilair. Traditionally, followers of the Allfather, also known as Cord. Okay, then okay. let's maybe package this. Mm. Hard one, do you think it'd be okay to give her the information about what's happening on the astral plane of Grumsh trying to take over Cord? Yeah. Because if we could package this together as like, hey, this is not only a threat to your castle, this is a threat to your god. Yeah, everyone, everyone down here has got their head turned in the wrong direction. Yeah. Let's... Let Morgan know about the the greater threat yeah. of, of Cord and Groomsh. And she's got Ultras in her court now. That's, yeah. that's yeah. the problem she needs to deal with. Maybe you could put like the symbol of Cord on there. Uh, Do you know how to draw that? I am. Uh, I'm actually quite an artist, usually tasteful erotic nudes, but I think I can do... Because <laughs> you do Cord, but tastefully and erotically nude? I... Yeah. <laughs> He has he has such a hog that it's hard to make it tasteful, but I think I could <laughs> I think I can do it. The statue I think Morgan of David, would appreciate but his that. Dick is so huge. <laughs> we just, we just watch big. him for three hours. Yeah, I go completely mute and we'll just watch this creation be born. Huh. 
So what I what I've decided uh, to do here is have him uh, taking a knee and flexing a bicep, covering yeah. just you know too much of the penis, but yeah. not actually <laughs> not enough. Dipping underneath, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, making it not true to scale. It looks like he shifted it over the one leg mm. and then put the wow. arm over it. It's just you still put in an unnecessary wow. amount of penis. <laughs> I, f- I think I'm ready to change cards. <laughs> Wow, I can't believe you drew it flaccid. I'm going to make a pledge to the pillar. <laughs> Hard one nods deeply. Uh, yeah, you see um, uh, Winch uh, gathers up all this evidence uh, you guys have here and goes, I'll stay within a safe distance and send Mauser in. I'll, I'll let you guys know if if he gets captured or anything strange happens. I well, mean, I'm going to give both you. I have two more bardic inspirations left. I'm going to give both you and Bowser. Bowser! Sorry, I don't know where that came, where that name came from. What the hell is that? Is that in this maxim? What is this thing from? <laughs> I was just thinking of a tasteful erotic nude that I saw one time. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give so both tasteful. you and Mauser a botic inspiration. Okay. By showing you an erotic nude of Bowser. It's an erotic inspiration. <laughs> erotic nude of who? Um, and then... Let me see if there's anything else I can do to help you. It might be risky, but I could try and escort Mauser a bit of the way there. Yeah, why don't sure. you? Yeah. Um, no, Mauser's a tiny little probe. No reason to get yourself killed to okay. protect uh, this little robot. I'll just rebuild him if something bad happens. All right. Boop, boop, boop. You well, can hear him. He says, I'm scared. It's different <laughs> for me when I come back. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good robot. Oh, wow, that language really clicked in. Sorry, Mauser. <laughs> uh, sweet, yeah. You see, um, Winch takes Mauser and heads out of his lap. I will give uh, Mauser guidance, though. Great. Boop, boop. With my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. I think doesn't even have a sock on it yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, I think that's everything I can do. Yeah, so you guys are free to do um, whatever else you guys want to do to prepare for tomorrow or prepare for the night. Uh, you see, uh, as you guys are, are there for a little bit, Honeysuckle does come in from outside. <laughs> How's the teleporter <laughs> Yeah, did you have a good hungry day? <laughs> what a good hungry day you had. Come here, come in, uh, bring it that in. that he is completely dug up and really fucked up. <laughs> the balcony. <laughs> the balcony in the back. <laughs> This is structurally on sound. <laughs> okay. Oh, you ate right through a support beam, bud. All right, I'm gonna make a bottle of uh, rocks to feed him. Jealous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you go. You go in the back. You see that uh, honeysuckle has fucked up <laughs> the foundation of, of uh, Winch's home here. But hmm. uh, you see that the uh, arcane uh, teleporter back here is starting to like crackle with like more power. It does seem like. It's it's pretty close to being ready to go. Oh, one, your thing is getting close. Okay, um, um, this is good news. I I want you guys to know I'm I'm here with you 100. percent This is this is on my mind, and as soon as it's fired up, I'm I'm out of here. But I won't I won't leave you until until this job is done. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, promise you'll stick around for. You know, one more night in the tiny hut, though, so we can send you off properly. All right. You don't have to do that, though, because we're all knights, and we're all professional, and we don't get (laughs) attached. So if you want to just go, you can go whenever you want. I put my arm around Kenna. She weeps. (laughs) (laughs) She just hugs you and goes, I'm going to miss you, Mr. Shorefoot. (laughs) I'm going to miss you, too. Let's send you out on top. Let's win this 
duel. Yeah. I don't know if you call it a duel when it's like three on one or whatever it's going to be, but let's win this fight. It's a fuel. A four on. A fuel. A fuel. A fuel. Let's get General Broadspeard out, Ed Calder out, and Mm -hmm. then we can make it a little six odd wood. Yeah. Ah. That sounds good. Okay. Sewell. Right. Okay. Well, I had this dream where I was going to get the spell dream and I was going to give Ultras nightmares, but instead I'm just going to like wish a bad night's sleep on him. Is that the wish spell? <laughs> no, 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 no. You just to get General Bronzebeard out. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just going to, like, in my mind, picture Ultras tossing and turning and just wish the sweatiest night of sleep yeah. on him. Like he had a little too much meat. Yeah. Ultras <laughs> gets the I'm realizing I sweats. also had a little too much meat, and I'm feeling very sweaty. So, so. And a lot of wine. It's a lot of wine. Uh, yeah, you, um, uh, you guys go to bed for the night, and Callie, as you are trancing, and as you focus in on your anger against Ultras, you mm-hmm. feel your hand where you had held up the uh, uh, the necklace before, mm-hmm. begins to, uh, it, it, it's that feeling of like, when you touch something way too cold and there's mm-hmm. it's almost like a burning sensation um, and you feel like an ice burn, like a freezing on your hand where that cursed item was. And you feel as if oh. he's sending a little message back to you. You try and scare me with ice because, bitch, I'm a fucking winter Eladrin now. <laughs> I fucking live in the ice and I play in the ice. Uh, you take on some of your mother's stoic nature uh, and you feel the burn go away and your hand just becomes chilly. Fuck yeah, you can't fucking shake me. Yeah, dude, if, if he's sending you messages, that means he was awake, which means you <laughs> disrupted his <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Hard one sleeps next to the uh, transporter. (laughs) Be careful. It's like lots of radiation, very sickly. (laughs) (laughs) Just breathing in the fumes of uh, space dust. I'm pretty sure it runs on gas. (laughs) My face is right up next to the exhaust. Yeah, you. Moonshine, if you can hear me, I'll be there tomorrow. You're speaking into the exhaust pipe. It's almost like it's also almost like quicksand. Like he's completely ruined the foundation, so you start to like sink down into the dirt as you sleep. I'm coming as fast as I can. Um, the next morning, um, you guys are uh, awoken by the sound of a ding coming from Winch's Magitek hatch. And inside, you see the necklace has been sent back to you um, from Albin. Um, and you also uh, see uh, uh, four pairs of these like goggles that will allow you to see a bit, basically be able to like identify or scan if somebody has uh, Alexandrite cells in them. Um, there's also the tongue condom, <laughs> and <laughs> Albin leaves a note that says, I did make a pair of goggles for you, Saul, just in case you wanted to use those instead of the tongue condom. Saul tosses them in the wastebasket. (laughs) Whoa, tongue condom. I have an unseen serpent uh, pick up the tongue condom because I don't want to touch it and bring it to Saul. Well, not not even in a wrapping paper or anything. It's just loose. It's already a little wet. Weird. Okay. Um, Yeah, Saul pockets both. Great. Um, and yeah, uh, Winch comes back, uh, had had gotten a few hours of sleep, was gone for a couple hours last night, but uh, conveys to you how his night went and goes, 
So I was able to send Mauser in, and I I, I I was able to find Morgan with just a few of of her people, okay. and she took the she took the, she took the device from me, the okay. dossier, and from what I could tell, which was nothing because she wears a bucket helmet, I can't see her face. She right. gestured in a way that seemed interested. She didn't crush Mauser, which was nice. Oh. Okay. She cocked her head. Did she cock her head? She she for sure cocked her head a little bit. And she didn't bite anyone. No. She has a history of that. <laughs> yeah, well, I've heard that. Yeah. She named it's it weird. Have you healed from the bite, Callie? Because oh, it's a miracle. Emotionally, emotionally no. <laughs> Scar is almost completely gone. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It's a good sign. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I guess that's just what. What else is to be done? Let's all just do some yoga, okay? <laughs> to like get one mind, one body. Okay. Face down, ass up, everybody. <laughs> Face down, down ass up. We're doing yoga. Okay. <laughs> I mostly just swing my warhammer around unwarmed up, so this is new for me. <laughs> Kenna, you of all people should know the importance of warming up. Kenna, you remind me of one of the bravest warriors I ever fought alongside, Balnor the Brave. <laughs> is that right? I never saw him stretch a day in his life. <laughs> what, did he have any aches or pains when he got older? The tightest hip flexors you've ever seen. <laughs> but the biggest heart. <laughs> uh, yeah, you see, uh, she begins doing yoga with you guys. Um, and eventually, you guys and Winch head to the uh, arena. Uh, as you guys get close, you guys begin to get, like, accosted by the crowd here. Like, there's a bunch of people that are, you know, both supporting you and against you. And mm-hmm. some people that are just, like, rowdy and excited for the fight. Just people get in your face and scream, Yeah! I think <laughs> yeah! I have a desire to be like almost like a pro wrestler and get everyone angry, but I think I go fully stoic. Like my face looks completely neutral, like I'm going to a fight, but then I have written, I tamed the beast of Iron Deep on my back. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you walk past and me you see a bunch mugging. of quiet, a bunch of quiet, oh shit. Oh, shit. Uh, Saul acts like a bit of a wild man and licks everyone. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> this wouldn't work in a lot of contexts, but it's fine right here. I do what I want. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? He's nuts. Yeah, you guys are, are as you guys get close, um, you do see that um, a bunch of guardsmen from the, um, you see a bunch of Crimson Knights, uh, these like Red Knights, Morgan's people, cut through the crowd um, and grab you guys and usher you into uh, the Colosseum, uh, back into your dressing room beneath the Colosseum. And uh, you see that they uh, kind of brush past uh, a couple of the King's guards and stuff like that, mm-hmm. who, who maybe they look like they don't trust as much, but they don't seem to be particularly warmed to you either. But they're just uh, making sure fine. that nobody hassles you or tries anything funny. They take you directly to uh, where you can be seen in public and then bring you to your locker room um, and stand on the outside. How often does something like this go down? I ask one of them. Uh, you hear talking through the voice modulator of their uh, crazy great helm. How often do small folk come here and challenge the king to a trial by steel? I guess trial by steel in general, but... Trial by steel's happen quite often. But uh, for this to happen to the king, never. Maybe another giant royal challenging the king for a claim to the throne when they both have a claim, that may happen. Mm. I'm surprised there wasn't a trial of steel 
by Morrigan when uh, Ektot took the throne. Go ahead and give me insight checks. Nat 20. Oh! Sick. Even with the helm on, just this knight's body language, you get the sense that they agree with you wholeheartedly, but need to stay stoic and do their job. Cool. Just I'm just planting seeds for if we die, then maybe <laughs> maybe Morgan has enough info and the support to do that. Um, what's the deal with the voice modulators, if I can ask? Is that just like so you all sound like one unit, or are you like insecure? Uh, grabs you by the throat, throws you up against the wall, uh, and punches you in the face uh, for 25 damage. I thought we were just asking questions. Just don't lick them. Don't lick them. You just, and down salt. You just, right. the, the question was good. You just ended it the wrong way. Uh, you see uh, Slam Saul onto the ground, slams the door closed, and leaves. Oh, fuck. What the hell was that, Saul? <laughs> Mr. Buffo. I was just curious. If he's insecure. <laughs> it was so, it was not the greatest moment enough. to make an accusation of insecurity. <laughs> I would say it lacked tact. Just, I thought maybe like, you know, Morgan's people were like a little more sensitive, a little more in touch with their feelings. Uh, <laughs> not. If they were sensitive, they would be upset at you calling them insecure. Yeah, yeah. It really wasn't a good outcome for that. <laughs> I think you got what you wanted, right? <laughs> okay, any battle plan going in? I'm like kind of hoping if shit goes bad that we can kind of be like, oh, Morrigan save us, but uh, you know, whatever. I'm thinking I bless us. Any other spells that people are like, oh, we should try and do that going in? Well, I'm going to take a potion right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is our what is our potion inventory look like? You guys have another grenade? I've got I've got six. I've got two. I have zero now. Mister Buffo, do you want an extra? Uh, do you want a potion? I, yeah, I don't know if I deserve an extra, but I'll take one. <laughs> you need okay. it. You guys do have time. You don't necessarily have to use a potion, Saul. If you want to keep your potion, and okay, I'll keep Kenna at six. Okay. Uh, you guys have time for a short rest. This was advertised as like the main event of tonight, and so there are other fights going on. Like you guys see projections of other fights throughout the day Ooh. as you're kind of locked away here. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, go ahead and cast uh, guidance on Callie in case she needs to do any checks. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, just do a last little bit of yoga. I show you some uh, really advanced oh, poses. Wow. <laughs> I am hearing cracks in parts of my back I've not had access to my entire life. Yeah, be careful, though, because our bones are different. <laughs> <laughs> you begin to take on a distinctly uh, like frog-like frog. shape. <laughs> Posture. <laughs> Howdy, Nadpoles. Caldwell here. I'm recording this ad literally hours before going to the airport on a trip to visit some family in New York. And if you're wondering, no, I have not packed my bags yet. Packing stresses me the hell out because I have to do wardrobe math about how many shirts and pants and underwear to bring. And uh, let me tell you, folks, it, I always get it wrong and I always pack too much. That being said, there is one thing that always goes into my suitcase without a second thought, and that is my Raycon Everyday Earbuds. Raycon offers amazing audio quality at half the price of other premium audio brands. And Raycon's optimized gel tips are designed to fit comfortably in your ears and actually stay there. Which is good because it means I can go on a jog and not worry about them falling out and getting sucked into a sewer grate. Although I guess that's probably how the Ninja Turtles get their earbuds, so if some mutant creature living in the sewer happens to get them, I guess that wouldn't be too bad. 
but thanks to Raycon, it's not something I ever even need to concern myself with. So, if you're also going on a trip soon and are looking to bring along the perfect pair of earbuds, go to buyraycon.com slash pawpaw today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That is right, you're going to get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pawpaw. One more time, that's buyraycon.com slash pawpaw. All right, thanks for listening and have a great trip. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore, and you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Um, yeah, you guys see projections of other fights throughout the day, mm. but you do notice that uh, as there are like uh, projections throughout the arena and everything, you do see that the king is conspicuously absent from the royal box. But occasionally you do see that balcony in frame and you see that there are a bunch of these Goliath cultists, like about like five or six. And uh, every once in a while you do see Lazar, this sort of main arc mage of the, uh, the cultists here. But you see that Morgan is up there with them. Okay. And then besides that, mostly the king's forces. Okay. That's All right. That's good. good. Morgan has, some, right? has eyes on some cultists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we have any indication of whether or not the king is going to fight himself? I think that we're going to be fighting uh, Ultras, but maybe he'll be possessing the king. Yeah, it seems like he can do that as well. Yeah. This guy's a real bag of tricks. I know. I'm trying to remember. Do we remember anything like when we fought Ultras? Do we remember him have any, having any moves? Uh, you guys saw him so briefly. He basically gotcha. appeared out of Calder's body. Yeah. And then beat the shit out of Glenn. Yeah. Just like kicked him twice. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Okay, so he kicks. Everyone, right, be yeah. careful. He's a kicker, okay. I see. Yeah, I mean, I've got my, I've still got my serpent, so Licorice is still here. Uh, what do you want to do with, Um, do you want to bring Honeysuckle along this time? So, if the Astral Teleporter is in a good place, let's bring Honeysuckle. Great. Mm-hmm. Would anyone like to ride a huge... Oh beastly little serpent named Honeysuckle. I don't care if anybody does it, but I'm down to do it if everybody else says no. <laughs> honeysuckle, get between hard one's legs. Absolutely fucks up the locker room by burrowing underneath and then popping back up and getting under hard one. Oh, oh my God, you are wild and cute. They're going to be so bad at us. <laughs> Even badder than they are at Mr. Buffo. <laughs> 
It's an innocent question. It wasn't. I was trying to start a dialogue. I was going to respond and say that I feel insecure sometimes about my voice. Nick, you should have led with that. Okay, for next time I'll know. Uh, sweet. So um, eventually you guys are called forward uh, to be brought out into the arena. All right. Hey, All right. guys, before we go out, I feel like in honor of Calder and everything we're trying to do here, mm-hmm. we should rock the duck team colors again. No more Jolly Jousters. Let's go back to the original look. Okay, duck team. What's the original look? Uh, track jackets. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, but I, we got really into the look, so we have actually like quite a few extra suits. Yeah, we kind of tend to go through them. Suit. Okay, cool. I could absolutely fuck with that. Do I, but do I get one even though I'm just a squire? Because you're not required to give a tracksuit to the you squire. You but... are required oh, to wear a tracksuit. You are required. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Can Honeysuckle have one? Honeysuckle wants a tracksuit. Don't you Honeysuckle. Here you go, Honeysuckle. He ate it. Just like a nice juicy rock. Yeah. Sweet. So you guys guys put on your duck team outfits the track jackets are on uh, you guys have this necklace with you who is holding the necklace right now i feel like i feel like callie would have it right callie i've seen the way that your dagger glows i think that like you've got the strongest connection okay you've should, got that ice cold touch should i put it on or should i just keep it in my pocket i think pocket I think, that thing yeah not okay. yet save it for the right moment i pocket the pendant great and i whisper colder I'm coming. Gallet! <laughs> <laughs> what? I, can hear, I didn't even cast the text out. Calder? I will say, I will say that you both sent each other's presence. Mm-hmm. Now that the device yeah. is uncursed mm-hmm. and you get the sense that Ultras is nearby because Calder is coming in a little bit. And Calder, you do feel like you are in there with Jaina, but you see that the world around you is becoming kind of unsteady, like cracks in the ice and whatnot. Jaina, this the time might be now. It might be coming. Uh, you see, uh, she loads up her king's hammer, uh, and with that, we're going to cut over to Duck Team now in their track jackets. You guys are brought out of the tunnel and are hit with a huge reaction. Uh, before you were kind of just being jeered because you were, uh, you know, small folk competing in the Hedge Knight tournament. But you guys get a big reaction. Some cheers because you're the underdogs and people were impressed by how you performed yesterday. But there's a lot of people that are frothing mad at you for being against the king. So, you know, sort of back and forth. You do see your friend Darriston Shortham uh, is in the front <laughs> row screaming, Yes! They can't hold us down! They can't poison us or kill us no matter how hard they try! <laughs> We're champions in our hearts! I, I circumambulate the arena, like, no fucking reaction on my face. Cold as ice, but flaunting my I freed the serpent of Iron Deep shirt <laughs> everywhere. And pointing to Honeysuckle. Nom, 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 nom. You see a bunch of people super confused looking around <laughs> each other. I don't... What the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> the serpent of... She talking about the beast? It couldn't be that thing. That thing's tiny. I don't catch about? their confusion. Yeah. I'm a way yeah, too you, into ice cold casual points. Waves, <laughs> waves of cheering and booing. But then Callie leaves just a sea of confusion in her wake. <laughs> As everyone just goes, well, that thing couldn't have been the beast that was at the mountain. Look at her shutting up her haters yes. she's definitely <laughs> confused the haters they're, they're confused she's into a, silence absolutely confused the ice cold is thawing with the excitement of performance
performing and I start to skip a little bit and I have to remind myself, no, winter, winter, winter. Um, you guys are ushered to one side of the fighting pit and you notice a bit more of a serious tone to this match. There are no gimmicks, no colorful MC playing to the crowd. The arbiter of this match is a serious knight in black plate wearing a grim mask that hides any expression. You see, he is joined by other cloaked figures in similar masks, uh, and he addresses the crowd. These small folk have called into question the results of King Ektar's duel with Jaina Bronzebeard of Irondeep. We've formed a cheerleading pyramid. Oh, yeah. And I'd like you guys to toss me into the air. <laughs> on the way down, I'm going to bless us all. <laughs> you, bless it. you bless everyone. You see the judges look over at you. They have expressionless masks on, but you can tell by their body language that they're upset. <laughs> Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Cal, Cal, Cal. Honor, honor. <laughs> these, these small folk have called into question the results of King Ektar's duel with Jaina Bronzebeard of Iron Deep. The truth will be decided by a trial of steel. If these small folk win, then the results will be nullified and Jaina Bronzebeard will be freed. And to this, uh, you do hear a chorus of boos. If King Ektar wins, the results of the original duel will be confirmed. Um, and you see a trumpeter steps forward. And now, make way for the king. Amidst a bunch of musical fanfare, the king arrives, but not on the battlefield. You see he is carried out, uh, putting his weight on two guards who bring him out onto the balcony. He's looking sickly, and he addresses everyone and goes, I'm sorry to disappoint you, my subjects. <laughs> But there was an attempt on my life last night that has left me unable to participate. Myself, along with the Honorable Sir Darriston Chordham, were poisoned. (laughs) I will recover because of my giant's constitution, but alas, it would not be fair to you for you to see me fight at half strength. And so I have brought with me a champion. He's reading off a cue card. It would be awesome to have Zone of Truth right now. (laughs) (laughs) You see, some people do have Zone of Truth up, and they're just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Fighting on behalf of truth, justice, and the pride of giants, I select Ultras of the Frigid North. And once again, Confusion, a legendary figure amongst giants, but... Most people think of him as being long dead. But then you hear a big cheer as suddenly the air grows cold. Little flakes of snow begin falling down from the sky, at first melting away into like little embers, but then getting thicker and thicker until the cold overpowers the heat and it truly looks like hell has frozen over here. Still the same on the outside, but here in the pit, the sand and ash beneath you begins to crystallize and turn to snow as Ultras appears in the middle of the battlefield in a huge gust of winter wind that almost blows you over. Uh, Murph, I'd like to use one of my Battlemaster abilities here. Yeah. What? Know your enemy. Okay. And if I spend a minute observing or interacting with another creature outside of combat, I can learn information about their capabilities compared to my own. Strength score, deck score, constitution score, armor class, current HP, total class levels, if any, and fighter class levels, if any. Sick. Whoa. 
Okay, I'll say. So I'm just watching Ultras like a hawk as, as snow is falling in front of my eyes. And okay. we're doing cheer moves. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and I'm flexing my core so, so tight so Callie can uh, be in a pyramid on my back. Saul is on the bottom, of course. You see Ultras appears, this massive blue-skinned frost giant with a white beard, long, stringy white hair, and an enormous axe at his side radiating black smoke. As soon as he arrives, he plants his feet and lets out an otherworldly scream that sends him into a rage and causes two additional heads to burst out of his throbbing neck. You see like visible veins under all of his body from all of this arcane power. And you recognize the two faces as Jaina Bronzebeard and Calder Kilday. As Jaina appears, you see his patchwork armor begins to harden and turn to solid plate around his body. You see his axe turns into a giant warhammer before he shifts back into himself and it turns back into an axe. As Calder appears, you see frosty magical energy radiate through his fingertips and he looks at you guys and he laughs. <laughs> a sweet reunion. The destruction of the small folk begins now! Everybody go ahead and roll initiative. Oh, yes. Ooh. Oh, yes. Oh, come on. God, I've been waiting Shout for Shout out to the two crew. Yikes. Um, but that is a six total. Shout out to them. Fine nines, but it becomes <laughs> a 16. Uh, shout out to all the angels in heaven because I got a 27. Woo! Oh, Blessed also, dude. yeah, Calder, go ahead and roll initiative. Oh. Ooh. Uh, 11. Okay, here's the good news. Big, slow giant, Sol and Callie, you actually beat him. Ooh. Yes. All right. Um, okay, so to clarify, hard one, know your enemy. The DM tells you if the creature is your equal, superior, or inferior in regard to two of the following characteristics of your choice. Mm. So oh, any of their scores, armor class, current hit points, and different class levels and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, I guess like the maybe maybe his lowest stat and a vulnerability. Yeah, w- mm. resistances or vulnerabilities okay. or something. Right off the bat, he is immune to cold. He does not right. have any vulnerabilities. His weakest stat is dexterity. Okay. And I'll give you a little tidbit that shows how much he is able to draw from the other people. His spellcasting ability is the same as Calder's. So Mm, that stat might go down if Calder wasn't in there. He's taking their power. So he's taking their power, or at least duplicating it. Jaina and and Calder seem like they're still pretty strong inside the helm. So should we focus fire on one of the heads? Yeah, does it seem like the heads have like... No, it doesn't seem like you can focus fire on the heads. It's then if you want to go inside and help those guys, or if those guys can get themselves out. I see. So, Callie, you can excuse yourself and go help inside okay. the helm. Yeah. Yeah. At the top of the round, Saul, you are first to act. You have this giant Ultras uh, right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, there is uh, snow all along the battlefield uh, as his mere presence here has completely changed the climate. Okay. Uh, Saul zips up his track jacket because he's feeling <laughs> a little chill. Um, can I do like a perception check on the the new heads to yeah. see if like they have any sort of agency or if they seem to be like fully just kind of zombied out? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead and do a perception check. 17. They are definitely zombied out. Okay. And you don't you don't see like any color from their faces or anything. It's just like 
stretching through his blue skin, mm. these like horrified faces, okay, and Kenna is screaming so bad. You let <laughs> General Broadbeard out of your freaking skin! <laughs> <laughs> we just gotta pop these pimples, Kenna. That's the only way. No one is popping my pimples. <laughs> You've got some really bad zits, man. You gotta get that under control. Oh, I love it. <laughs> we could make you go viral on TikTok. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, he, Do you want to go his, viral? He thinks his whole life. Yeah. Oh, those <laughs> things need to be lanced. Okay. That is your turn, Saul. You don't know how tough they are until you get in there and find out. So okay. I'm just going to kind of like uh, serpentine forward, uh, following licorice and honeysuckles steps. Uh, and I'm just going to do what I do best. I'm going to punch him right in the, the calf. Sweet. Uh, yes, yeah, Saul, <laughs> you are so fast that you stay on Legolas style, stay atop the oh, snow yeah. uh, mm -hmm. without even sinking in, dash across the battlefield and get a kick in before he can swing his giant smoking axe. Uh, 19 and a 26. On the 19, uh -huh. his face takes on a decidedly Calder-like face. Huh. Hey, and buddy. looks at you, Saul, and goes, it's your fault that I'm in here. Uh, oh. And you see a frosty shield pops up at ah. five to his AC. His shield works a little bit different than mm. Calder proper. You oh. see the ice shatters. Go ahead and give me a dexterity saving throw as shards of ice fling at you. Whoa. 18. Uh, that passes. Nice. Uh, you just take six damage, uh, which is halved already. Right. But then it's zero because I'm a monk. Uh, zero because you're a monk. Uh, you dive out of the way um, and manage to kick the other leg. Go ahead and do your damage with the other okay. uh, attack. Um, and his shield is different. It does damage, so it does not stay up for the whole round. So you gotcha. see he's used his reaction. It is uh, gone. I kind of dodge out of the way of all the ice, kind of like jigsawing my body to avoid the pieces. I land in a three-point stance and say, and it's going to be my fault that he gets out too. The good kind of fault. <laughs> Generally, that's not called fault. <laughs> um, all right, then I'm going to do uh, two more floor your blow attacks. Sweet. Uh, yeah, get back back of his leg. Uh, you kick him once, uh, shudders a little bit, grimaces, um, and you go for two more hits. 23. Hits. Um, and then the next one is a 30. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, say, uh, he leans down to kind of smirk at you, and you get up and you kick him in the teeth. Oh! <laughs> oh! As soon as right. you give me something above the waist, I'm going to take ah, it. Ah. So we go for the skin and the My teeth. Gums. Got it. <laughs> My fucking gums, man. Yeah, your gums are like really high. Yeah. Have man. you been brushing too hard? I have. <laughs> That's gum recession, bud. I use a, I use a hard bristle. <laughs> you need a graft. You need a pimple pop and a gum graft. Yeah, we'll see. You're a mess. I will get the veneers out of your bones. <laughs> <laughs> so you do agree you need new teeth? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah. <laughs> Every giant has his weaknesses. And mine is my smile. <laughs> So that's why you don't smile. That's 27. 27 damage. Uh, yeah, get up, uh, hit him twice in the lower body, punch him once once in the mouth, turn, smiles. Uh, you see blood dripping down. Um, but strange, like, this dude made a deal with, with a deity, with, like, a, a fucking demon. So you see, like, weird, oozy, acidy blood uh, dripping from his mouth. He's got monster <laughs> blood. <laughs> After Saul's turn... Uh, he's going to go ahead and use two legendary actions to cast a spell. He is going to, you see his axe turns into a giant warhammer, hard one. You and Kenna clock this as being the king's hammer. And you see Kenna is just head down, starts running towards him. Kenna, no. Um, and you see uh, he takes on the face of Jaina Bronzebeard and he calls 
the dwarf daddies, the spirit guardians. Uh, and you see cropped, warped versions of uh, your dwarf daddy's hard one going around. Hey, hey guys, it's me. Sinferno's a little hot for even even you, the hot dog. Uh, the hot dog is too fucking hot. <laughs> Do you know these guys hard one? Yeah, they could use a cold plunge. You really want to be going back and forth is the thing. I <laughs> uh, need a wisdom saving throw from you, Saul. <laughs> These old men are screaming at me. What's going on? <sighs> Did you lick them? <laughs> Should I? It's going to be, uh, oh, oh, fuck yeah. Wisdom save is going to be a 24. Okay, so just half. So you take six damage. Okay. After the legendary action, Callie, that is your turn. I'm going to tell Licorice, Licorice. Go keep Kenna safe. Uh, you see Licorice starts over, swims through the snow, gets over to Kenna, uh, plops her up. Uh, you see she kind of shakes out of it, thinks better of it, um, and stops charging. Right. We fight unemotionally, unemotionally. Yes. But yes. with passion also. It's a little That's bit so contradictory, <laughs> confusing. It's, well. It's confusing sometimes. It's it's not passionate purpose. There we go. Detached passion. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to turn my purpose on Ultras, and I'm going to take out both my swords, the luck blade, the frost blade, and I'm going to try and attack them three times. Okay, great. Uh, as you get close, go ahead and give me a wisdom saving throw. Okay, come on. That's a nat one. Okay. Uh, you take uh, 12 damage from the Spear Guardians. Then I'm going to try and attack him three times. Okay. Shout out to the two crew. Yikes. Uh, yeah, you get within uh, these warped ghosts that are all around Ultras, um, and you see they swing down and they temporarily possess you. Uh, and as you swing, you just swing a little bit wide and he gets out of the way. 22 for the second luck blade attack. Uh, that hits. 21 for the short sword. Uh, hits. We're going all out. Yeah, you see, yeah. Uh, uh, takes his axe, uh, is able to parry one of your hits, um, but then uh, you're too fast. You slash into his hands um, where he's gripping it as once again, this like demon blood begins sizzling out from under his skin. And then I am doing two fourth level smites. Shit. Yeah. Uh, Starfire gathers. You see both mm. licorice mm. and honeysuckle uh, aim themselves towards you. Starfire gathers around your sword uh, as you stab into his hand. Actually, I'm going to do one third level, one fourth level. 50 damage. Woohoo! Nice. Nice. Yeah. Give huge, us back our boy! Huge <laughs> explosion on his hands, um, but you see it begins to regenerate quickly. I do, uh, at the end of my turn, I do want a piece out of the Spirit Guardian. Great. Okay. Does not have a reaction because he used the shield. Uh, end of your turn, he is going to take a legendary action um, and swing his axe down on Saul. Just the butt of his axe ah. attempts to hit you. Rolls with disadvantage. Does unfortunately still hit. Uh, with a 25 to hit. Yeah. And does yep, yep, yep. Uh, 27 damage to you, Saul. Wow, okay. Um, as instantly breaks your nose, like just uh, blood immediately comes out uh, of your face <laughs> as he smushes it. Oh no, I look like Kermit when you like push his nose Yes, in. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> After that, that is actually Ultras' turn proper. Wow, he hasn't even gone yet. Ultras just gonna take two great axe attacks down on Saul. Um, you huh. see, as he's swinging, sometimes it turns into like the great sword of Calder. Sometimes it turns into the king's hammer of Jaina. I'm just like flickering with all these different powers as his muscles bulge with this strange demonic energy. Uh, nat one, 14 to hit. Great. Nice. 
Uh, second attack on the low end is a 23 to hit. 23 does hit. Uh, so 28 more damage, Saul. Wow. Uh, slams you in again, just pounds you down into the snow. You know what? <laughs> okay, I'm going to rebuke the violent. Okay. Uh, give me a wisdom save. He fails that. Okay, he takes 28 damage. Uh, as he pounds into Saul, you okay. see Starfire reacts and explodes out of Saul. <sighs> Saul spits out some blood and says, looks like our boy Calder's made you a lot stronger. <laughs> He's made me, hey, don't give him too much credit. They made me a little bit stronger. I see why you were so desperate to eat him. <laughs> no, well, first off, I did not eat him. Yeah, he you. made me a little bit stronger. <laughs> This is significant. But mostly, you were like me. a weak. You, honestly, okay. I didn't see you right. until you ate him. Whatever I think enhancements, you were a tiny worm. whatever you were enhancements have been made to my culture. physique through unnatural means does not mean I haven't put in a lot of work. I've put in a lot of my own work. It's fine to be a parasite that needs to eat a big man. Okay, I don't eat man. people. <laughs> I don't eat anyone. I haven't eaten anyone. You him under your skin. Yeah, you can clearly ate him. Yeah. That's not how eating works. Eating doesn't make people live in your skin, does it? No. It's so clear that you're doping. You've got so much acne. You're just like way more powerful than you should be. Well, you know, you don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know shit. Fuck you. I actually do know you. I, you read, know. I read the journal. The what? The journal. <laughs> the journal? Yeah. I don't yeah. journal. The I'm journal. very toxic. I do not journal. I read it. I do not write about know. my feelings. I have no feelings Could except I for being an, angry. And inside check of me if there was a moment of him being nervous <laughs> be, and he had a journal. Yeah. <laughs> okay, 18. 18? You know for a fact he didn't have a journal, but he looked nervous that he did have a journal. He's like, God, was I so soft when I was five years old that I would have a journal? Even if I did, they couldn't have found it. There's no way. Just like wrote down what he wanted for a holiday one time. So self-conscious about it. I care only for blood and battle. I shout to Winch. Hide the journal! Hide the journal! He shoots his look over at Winch, wave from across the battlefield, and Winch looks so nervous. <laughs> Jorb beat me up one time, guys. I can't, <laughs> I can't handle this. We're going to put it in a museum. Okay. Everyone's going to read it. After Ultras's turn. Oh, actually, he needs to roll to see if, because he took a massive amount of damage from you guys. Mm. Oh, yeah. Shit. Really good constitution, but really bad rolls. He has to decide if he would want to burn two legendary resistances to keep up the spirit guardians. Whoa. And uh, I'm going to say he would have tried it once. So he tried, he does burn a legendary resistance to try to keep the spirit guardians uh, on the second attack from Cali, fails it again, uh, and has to, it just decides to let it down. Uh, so burned through, nice. burned through one legendary resistance and got rid of the spirit guardians. Uh, ancestors of uh, these like giant conquerors and stuff disappear. Uh, and you see uh, the dwarf daddies, these like dwarven spirits, uh, their eyes go from like hollowed out tortured ghosts uh, to like clear again. They look at you hard one and go, the general needs us. Let's go get her. Uh, and you see uh, the spirits whoosh, go back in. Mm. We are going to cut down the initiative order to Hard One Shorefoot. Okay. Hard One unzips his track jacket to feel the cold <laughs> air on his chest. Uh, and he says to Ultras. Oh, your magazine fell out, Hard One. <laughs> Shit. Saul. <laughs> he picks up a Maxim and says, I studied you. I know your weaknesses. I know you're weak at the skin and at the teeth, and he charges. <laughs> you see, Ultras looks self-conscious for a moment as you get here. 
And guess how he studied you? The journal. <laughs> I read your writing. Once again, I have... It's so juicy. I have literally never written anything in my whole freaking life. Anyone who said they've seen me with a pencil is lying. Not only do I think the sword is mightier than the pen, I've never even seen the pen. I'm also going to use a... I'm going to use a bonus action to uh, fainting attack, so I'm going to start strafing as I get close to him to get advantage on one of my... Nice. Swinging down into the snow at you as you roll around. 24 and a 27 to hit. Uh, both hit. Uh, and that's going to be 34 damage. Yeah. Sick. Um, and then I will... I'm going to action surge. Okay. Yeah. You get oh, up yeah. in there. You As you jump in, you see flashes of not only Jaina and this dude Calder. You also see like this dude is getting his power from this war god Groomsh. So you do see moments where you're having flashbacks to when you attempted to fight this avatar of Groomsh on the astral plane. You're seeing like the physicality is similar. The aura is similar. You fool. You think you're so powerful, but your your strength is borrowed. I don't think you even know who you're borrowing it from. I know their general vibes. <laughs> <laughs> God, up close you absolutely have halitosis. <laughs> There's a there's an underlying gum issue that you need to address. Uh, that's a 28 and a 24 again. Sick. Uh, so another 29 damage. Nice. Yeah, you get up. Uh, you you like stab into one leg, make him buckle a little bit. Uh, one knee drops down. You jump on that one, stab him in the mid midsection, makes his body collapse forward a little bit, and you get two jabs in. Like you're this dude is so magically enhanced and powerful that you literally get up and like slash him in the neck with your axe over and over again. Something that would behead a normal giant or a normal person tears into him and he does like grunt and have pain, but you feel it almost like rejects the axe and begins to like push it out. I've been here before. Hard one. Uh, is there anything else you would like to do with your turn? Saul has taken a fuck ton of damage, so, so much. I'm gonna direct uh, some of Honeysuckle's sweetness <laughs> over that way, and <laughs> Saul wants to hop on and uh, <laughs> Great. get out of there. Yeah, I'd love a ride. Uh, you fly in on Honeysuckle. You attack. Honeysuckle scoops Saul uh, and takes you away like 30 feet from awesome. Ultras. Yeah. Sweet. Well done, um, at the end of your turn, hard one, without Saul there, hard one, you are once again left alone against an avatar very similar to Grumsh. Uh, you see these rippling muscles with all this unnatural power behind them, just stretching his skin. And as he locks in with you, uh, you see another head beginning to form. Oh no, don't. That of old Cobb. Uh, you see the face of Cobb screaming from within like his chest. Hardwind lets his axe hit his side for a second. Completely deflated. Uh, and yeah, you just see uh, screaming at you through the skin. Um, and Ultras looks concerned down at that. That seems to be like uh, almost like an a divine taunt from Grumsh that Ultras is not controlling. Like looks at it fucking freaked out. I told you your power isn't yours. Uh, in a fury, screams uh, and takes a legendary action to swing at you. Uh, and that is a 21 to hit you, hard one. That does hit. Okay, 32 damage slashes you across the chest with this mighty axe. After the legendary action, that is Kenna's turn. You see Kenna is atop licorice. 
Okay, Keta, it's time to be the flying squire that everyone requires. Can't get too mad about General Bronzebeard being in his skin. Can't let him get under your skin. He's already got other people under his skin. Uh, she's going to uh, fly over, sees Hard One going toe-to-toe with Ultras. So is going to throw him a squire inspiration. Uh, you get an additional D4 uh, on top of your bless. Awesome. Uh, for attack rolls and saving throws. Um, and then she's going to go over. That's a bonus action. She's going to go over and feed a potion to Saul. So you see Licorice pulls up next to Honeysuckle. Uh, she jumps onto the back of Honeysuckle, uh, pulls out a potion from her pack, pops it, uh, and gives it to you for 20 HP. Oh, thank you so much, Kenna. You're doing a great job. You're really focusing up. Focusing up, focusing up, not furious. I'm not furious. I'm not mad. Are no. you? I'm not furious. I mean, I am. You? I'm a little mad. I'm mad at the I'm situation. I'm mad as hell. Yeah. But we're keeping it cool. <laughs> we're keeping it cool. Right. We're, we're not passionate. We're purposeful. It's exactly. Ah, <laughs> she uh-huh. turns. Hone your passion into purpose I'm for the trying. sake of the <laughs> At the end of Kenna's turn, you see Ultras uh, looks down at the terrified maw of old Cobb inside his chest uh, and then looks at you hard one and goes oh I see what's happening here an old friend of yours let's see if we can't add more to the collection um and you see he holds his hand out uh his face briefly takes Calder's face uh and he shoots a freezing ray at Kenna from across the battlefield what targeting a squire really brave and somehow only gets a 13 total so see <laughs> The ice ray uh, just like kind of hits her ear as she rolls out of the way. Ow, you kind of hit my ear a little bit. Oh, is it numb? Do you want to? Did pierce? it get pierced? I think it might have got pierced. There's a little <laughs> ice thing there. I might keep it in. Yeah. Okay. I like Whoa. it. Ice earring. That's awesome. Can you get the other side, please? No, I cannot get the no, other no, no, side. No. Just one side is way more Jaina. I um, turn to the crowd. Do you want to see this little girl's <laughs> other ear get pierced or what? <laughs> just confused. Um, I don't know. I turn screaming. And yes, <laughs> yes. My, I tamed the beast of irony. <laughs> so confused. From screaming and terror and everything to just a wash of confusion. <laughs> After uh, that second uh, legendary action... That is the end of the round. Uh, and as that happens, go ahead and give me perception checks. Okay. Fuck me. Shout out to the two crew. Becomes a six. Eight. At 21. Yeah, I'll say that, um, Saul, you're kind of, for a brief moment, mm-hmm. out of the fight for a second. You've been, like, uh, carried off by uh, Honeysuckle. Uh, you've been fed a potion. Mm-hmm. And you find yourself on the side of the Colosseum closest to the king's box, like this balcony where him and all his guests are watching from. Mm -hmm. You see up on the balcony, the Goliaths clutch their pendants and disappear. Whoa. How many did I see go? You see five disappear, but uh, when another one goes to leave, you see Morrigan grabs the last one and holds him up um, and looks like she's asking him like, like where did they go? What what is what are they doing? Um, uh, so yeah. she looks like yeah. she has gotten involved, but those guys disappear. Well done, Lady Chomper. Um, <laughs> and with that, we are going to cut inside of the helm. So you guys in the arena see that the cultists in the king's royal box have disappeared. Mm-hmm. And Calder, you now see them on the frozen plain of Ultras's prison. This entire tundra shakes and cracks as Ultras has gone into battle. 
The cultists are the only thing maintaining these barriers. You and Jaina were almost able to get out when Ultras was at full strength, and now that he's battling and distracted, he's not able to concentrate in the same way. Uh, but you see these cultists are now up there physically maintaining these barriers, and you see Jaina shouts as the world shakes around you. Okay, I think this is our only shot. It looks like there's a couple mages propping up each of the barriers. We have to take them down one by one. I can dispel the barriers when a weak point hits. Can you help with the mages? Now is the time, General. I will follow your orders. You see, she holds her hammer up, loads it over her shoulder. She waits for a hit from the other side. You see Kalian Saul's magic fireworks of starfire lighting up the sky. As Ultras is hit, there's a crack in the arcane barrier. Before the cultists on the other side can fully repair it, Jaina is able to take advantage and smash it, opening the first of four barriers and exposing the first two warlocks who get into fighting position. You see these two dead-eyed expressions um, pull out knives, begin to cast spells, um, begin to jump towards you, and that's where we'll end our session. Oh, I'm so ready to yeah. no! attack them. All right. Let us fight. I'll wait a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Oh my God, I'm going to be running this in my head. I'm not going to sleep, man. Yeah. I was holding won't. a D20. I was ready. To go. <laughs> He's ready. He's ready. And yes, we'll, uh, we'll we'll chat about this all over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash nadpod. That's N-E-D-D-P-O-D. Don't sing yet. That's me. That's me. I'm an ambulance. Wow. Okay. That makes sense. We'll talk about that over on Patreon <laughs> that for sure. That makes a lot of sense. Because you hurt me, Murph. We'll definitely talk about that. And we've got some live shows coming up. Yes, we do. Certainly do. Very soon. Soon. Very soon. On October 26th, we got a Los Angeles Dungeon Court live. Wow. On October 27th, we've got Denver. October 28th, yes. we've got Sacramento. Yes. Portland okay. sold out. Thank you, Portland. Uh-huh. November yes. 14th, we're in New Orleans. Oh, yes. November 15th, yes. we're in Orlando. Okay. And we're around. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're rounding it out. November 17th in Fort <laughs> Lauderdale. Oh, oh, my God. Oh. These shows won't be flaccid, folks. Yeah. Uh, for more of this, I guess. For sure. Definitely uh, in LA, I think. Def, yeah, yeah. yeah. Check, hundo. Yeah. Hundo this. Definitely a dungeon court. Yeah, so go ahead and go to nadpod.com slash live to get tickets. Anybody else have anything they'd like to plug? Ooh, um, I would love to plug uh, some recent appearances on uh, Drawfee that I did. Ooh, I was yeah. uh, back in New York and got to hang out with my old Drawfee friends, did some episodes. YouTube.com slash Drawfee to check those out. And go ahead and go ahead and subscribe go ahead and smash it whoa uh, smash whoa. that subscribe button mm-hmm. it's been a while since we've said things like that yeah i'm actually gonna... smash it though there you go mm-hmm. i'm gonna plug uh, a tv show i've been enjoying uh we are lady parts it's by the person who did uh who did polite society which mm. i think is a movie that i plugged a while ago i'm continuing to love it right nice stuff, so yeah Check it out. Oh, I'll plug the uh, the Tour de France, uh, the bicycle race. Oh, not put, popular enough. Uh, not popular sure. enough. And can you do that? It was well. It's already over. It happened in July, but I ah. had an incredible time watching it this year, and I'm already looking forward. <laughs> oh, that's hey. really fun. Cool. I so, think yeah. that's a really fun plug. It was a great. It was a great yeah. time. So I encourage everybody. Well, I'll be talking about it all. One of the year. most popular sporting yeah. events. Yeah. Hey. Um, yeah. Next year it's going to be good. A There's lot of the... wrong with getting into a really popular sport. Yeah, it feels sure. great. Everybody getting into really popular stuff. <laughs> Uh, listen to Coldplay. Uh, eat, a Mc- eat a McDonald's. Watch the Tour de France. 
<laughs> the toothbrush is nowhere near as as McDonald's. Listen to Coldplay, eat at McDonald's, watch the Tour de France. Like, I'm okay. picturing those like carved out of wood and sitting on your mantle all... as your like <laughs> life slogan. That's your live, laugh, love. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? They're all really popular. Listen to Coldplay, eat at McDonald's, watch the Tour de France. Anyway, uh, you can follow us on social media they may or may not use, at CH First Me, at Caldis Caldwell, at AX for Emily, and at Jerry Quotes is Jake, and you can tweet about the show using hashtag NADPOD, that's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. We are, we are, we are the youth of the nation. We are, we are, youth of the nation. It's the end of our episode, which means we need to shout out our benevolent Council of Elders. Stand proud and have your name read, friends. Brad D, Jeffrey S, Lord of the Fjord, Hugh C, Later McSkater, Matt M, Cutter W, Feared Owl, Daniel G, Dylan B, Katie G, Dungeon Mama, okay, maybe a little bit sexual, Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Beard Man Dan, Danny P, Vincent W, Victor T, aka Balnor's Boy, Hoyt's Friend, Justin I, Danny Danster, TJM, Trey Lay, The Cray, Christopher B, Damiel R, Jordan L, Cyborg version of Josh the Kobolds, the guy from a recent live show who gave Caldwell a Flintstones graphic novel, who is Milwaukee. Uh, thank you so much for sending me that. I actually read it on the airplane and it was great. I loved it. Princess Yar. Michael L, Jory S, Jack L, Sam L, Nicholas C, star of every film ever made in Bohemia, not currently starring in anything in solidarity with the WGA and SAG-AFTRA, Solidarity Nicholas, Samuel B, Mike H, Alka Smeltzer Plus, Great Value Jimma, Adam G, Tyler F, Panama James, Heradrian, Rex Thaniel the White, Deanna De Los Lopez, C.C. Lulu, Hercule Poirot, The Rabbit Folk Detective, Timmy R., Lucas B., Reiko, It's Kevin, Calder Will Come Cold Again, Winter Is Coming, Hashtag CCC Forever, shout out to my fairy followers. Taylor B., The Vengeful One-Winged Angel, Cass, Skateboard Cass, Captain of the Stevens, Stephen C., Mike K., Lady Taco, Joy T, Jake L, Nick W, Swashbuckling Swag Snagger, Agnitty, who's inviting everyone to a little picnic called Manjas, September 7th in Central Park on the Heckscher Playground Lawns. Uh, not sure what time they're meeting up, but you know, probably lunchtime. William W, Big Bad Beardo the Mad, Eric McD, Ananarama, Percival Frederick Stein von Musel Klasowski de Rolo III, Item, the Simple Dimples, J. Dragonborn, Vincent, if attacked by a circus, go for the juggler, D. The Sandrean, Ben A., Dave H., Catherine S., David K., Christian S., Dustin S., Danny F., Hawkeye Pierce, Bookvar's assistant, Izzy F., DPC is awesome, Shone, the Shade Tree Mechanic of Zelbaldar. Summer Rose, a.k.a. Grand Terre. Cat C, Misa of House Inzunza, Ariel, the Occasional Mermaid, Selena N, a.k.a. Velociraptor, B, Perky, Always, 
Pat L, Zavexel, Maxwell J, Lauren H, Talia, Ryan S, The Bone Duster, Annie M, Faye Fluffs, the fluffiest of Arch Faye, Melissa, Ball Business Illustrator, Insert Request, Mmm. I want to see Duck Team having a giant-sized hot dog eating contest, if you don't mind, thank you so much. Ploops, Carly Ann, Connor S, Salil, Leviathan, BioQuart7, Amber Dextrous, Sullivan H, Trub Hop Dropper, Jack H, Crabster Champion Across, Scuttling Sideways Towards Tomorrow, Snip Snip, Lindsay W, Steel Birdie, Valen, Carlin C, Emily S, Noah, the bagel of all things, James G, Everything Bago, the Eladrin who just wants to hang out with his pet badger, Stripey, Daddy Master Dandy, Eric B, Stars and Roses for Han Forever, Can't Wait for Carnegie Hall, me too, Marcos, Learns the Balance Druid, Dakota James P, Frida M, Pagos, Betrothed, Self-Proclaimed, Faye Prince, until Halloween 2023, stay tuned. Maggie Smith, see you in Chicago. Hope we got a chance to see you there. Hope you had a great time. Holly Hyena, Kristen Z, Leia, Hunter H, Maybe, Pixel Stars, Akash T, Andrew, Crick Planeswalker, Do Phineas, Cal, just Cal, Edison N, Russell H, a monk named Dilgo, yes, the whole thing, yes, every time. Cody Care, voice haver and guitar holder of entirely unacclaimed, absurdist punk band, the Golly G. Willikers. Nice, sounds like they rock. Our friend Simon, running lines with Samuel L. in his dreams, hoping to inspire a new story, roll a performance check. Keychains, Pentium 2, Processor, Lorelei the Succubus, and Kyra, her busty queen. Matt M, your friendly neighborhood Yant and Yunkle, Andrew and Sid, see you in Minneapolis. Hope you had a nice time, folks. John Adams, yes, like the president. Meg, the mail carrier manager of Bohemia. James F, Jimmy A, M4L, Austin S, Knight of the Living Falster. Wayfarer briefly warped out of the Fey Realm to a strange city called Mini Apple Hiss and met a couple of charming justices. Oh, glad we got to see ya. Shane C, Barpo Goodbarrel, Barbarian. Mary Beth C, see y'all in Chicago and NYC, can't wait. Contender in the making, three awakened gooses. Welshlander, Garrett G, AKA, one big curd. Had a lot of curds on the road, it was delicious. Mr. D, Talisman, the man with the lucky charm for you. Dana the Daisy, Sean J. Ethan B, Renee the Monster Captain, Gabriel W, Box Clifton, A, a Milwaukee here. Olivia the Enchanting Bard, who's working hard on her addition for lead singer of the Mountain Crows. Winter Slade, Forest H, aka Life is like a box of Martha Togold sticky buns. Riley S, Fico, Angry Wheat, J3001, Thrath, the Demon Lord of Spite. Anthony, the raddest of dudes, who secured his Carnegie Hall tickets for himself and his lovely partner Josh, the finest of dudes. Josh H, Clementine T, Caleb L, fairy followers say hi. Hashtag Calder will come cold again. Cantrip Dumbledore, the bear onesie wearing barbarian. MJ, the BFG drinking tea by the sea. 
Little Ferret Pal, Dogs of Babel, Eleanor K, Mr. Meowski, Gino T, Mama Bell, the Silver Serpent herself, Funir, Cnat Spell the Wizard, Hannah Ross 3, Derek D, Kalu Kale, can't wait to see you at Carnegie Hall, yay! Tristan the Talentless Hunk, MJJ, BTA Workshop got engaged after the Minneapolis live show. Yes, Jake, there will be cake at the wedding if you want to try that too. Mios the Great, Alex K, Joshua P, Joshua S, Alexander, Linz W, Angela La Pamela Sandra Rita, as this continues, you know he's getting sweeter. Emma S, Red the Reforged Warforged. Sexy little spider waiting for Murph to stop being weird about it and just date me already. A cat patrolling their territory and greeting friendly humans along the way. Hard One's Hot Hump Gunk. Shell B, yes, from the Sprite Girls. Check out our new single with Lichney Spears. Crit me baby one more time, dropping this autumn. Stale Bread on a Salad, aka Crouton. Jackson R, T3RHX. Official Ned Flanders. Heidi Ho! Anastasia W, the Honey Goblin. Nova B, the Deathcore Bard. Caitlin D, Z Borb. Blake H, Big Bev's Bestie. Lloyd, the rat that controls my cerebellum, Appa Remy from Ratatouille style. Shelby C, Papa Skydays. Mima Skydays. Taylor B, oh, it's V. Tommy W, Mike and Lisa sending love to all y'all. Right back at ya. Haley the Human, Megan N, the Big M, John Fraser, the Dice Lander, Stephanie of House and Zunza, Jake's Ramen Shop, Tracy P, Karjish, Benjamin A, Sacrificial Otaku, pin name for Callie's cousin, who discovered anime and is trying to spread it all over the world of Bohemia, Godspeed. Sav, the advisor to Princess Shiverblight, who helped decide that it was indeed a good idea to help out the other dragons. A misunderstood kid whose upbringing was mostly just fine. The terrible trio of George, Chester, and Toad. Mikkel A. Shanimal, commander of the 5th anniversary live show Pocket Foster Army. Wow. And Angie A. Thank you so, so much to all of our elders. We deeply appreciate your support. If you would like to join this illustrious number, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash nadpod. That's the end of our show. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you here next week. Bye-bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>